commence primary ignition. Primary ignition. This is the way. This is the way. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. What is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? And welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk. I am your host, as always, Caleb Keller. And joining alongside me this week is none other than DJ Foster himself. How are you doing, good sir? Greetings, friends, and all Star Wars fans across all places, whether you live in a bungalow or an apartment or in a weird dome-shaped structure in the middle of a planet desert. I'm so glad you're here listening and watching with us this evening because it's, yeah. ev- it's evening where we are. Sure. It's evening as you know, we're recording and, and we're live. So, you know, if you're if you're catching us on on the podcast or or on the playback, remember, we do do our show live on YouTube um, at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's always a ton of fun. So subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't. Great, great fun going on over here. And, and we can't wait to continue to have some fun on that platform but uh i really don't want to spend some time like doing a bunch of plugs man because i'm so anxious to get to our star wars topics we, we do it, have a really good show today yeah i'm just it, gonna it, throw that out there it's one of those weeks where again it's like you feel like oh you know it's star wars lull right now like there's not a but no, nothing new coming out so it's kind of dead as far as like content creation yeah. or whatever but yeah. these small little subtle news pieces give us plenty to talk about and to chew on as we're getting ready for the book of boba fett coming soon so i mean it, it may seem like star wars is dead it's never dead baby never Not dead. at all i want to give i i don't want to do one really quick shout out before we get going i got to spend mo- in fact most of my day i spent with one of our uh discord members parker k16 so quick shout out to my buddy parker good time hey. hanging out with him that's cool uh, we talk movies we talked we, he's a youth pastor like me so we got to talk some professional we had professional development that's what we did today there you go and, i like uh, it it's always a good time. However, you're right. Let's not mince words about plugs. If you guys, you guys know where you can find us. Yeah, you do. You, you know, do. at this point, so you, you, you got to know. Yeah. If you want more info, just look at the description. It's all there. It's, it's all, there. all there. It's all there. But anyway, let's get to our Star Wars news. And, and I can't wait to get to it. First thing on top, though, I'll go ahead and take this one. Uh, I would, I would say that this one, honestly, like I said, at the beginning of the week, I thought this was going to be the biggest thing. Uh, but, you know, subtle things just keep coming out. The first news piece that we have this week, Ming-Na Wen, you know, the actress, the performer, the great uh, portrayer of Phoenix Shand, took to Instagram to reveal that she recorded the Book of Boba Fett promotional material. Now, for me personally, as soon as I saw this, I immediately thought, okay, this is obviously for November 12th, which is going to be Disney Plus Day. And let's also not forget that's going to be a day where we get some Boba Fett like history lesson, character analysis, uh, basically hyping up the character before we do finally get that book of Boba Fett series. And man, I can't wait for it. But DJ, do you agree with my take that this is 100% for Disney Plus Day? Or do you think we might actually see it beforehand? Neither. Ooh, okay. I think we will see it after Disney Plus Day. Okay, uh, okay. And here's my reasoning. I don't now. Mina Wen is a you know well-known international actress, mm-hmm. and and I don't want that to um, you know not be said. But I don't think she's the person that we need to focus on on Disney Plus Day when we get that hopeful first hmm. Boba Fett trailer. So. My thing is, no, the promotional material we see of Ming-Na Wen for Book of Boba Fett is subsequent. It will come after uh, Disney Plus Day. And if it's in there, it's like a quick, hi, my name's Ming-Na Wen. And that's, you know, kind of it. Beyond that, I don't really think we're going to see a whole lot that day. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, cause you know, you get the promoted ads on Twitter and other Uh stuff, but like Uh when you watch 
you know, when you see stuff, you're just kind of like, ah, it's just another promoted ad. And Tim Morrison's the guy. It's not, it's not Ming Na Win. I'm just, sure. Sure. It'd, be, it'd be hilarious if they just randomly said, let's get Daniel Logan in here for no reason at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. We're going down a rabbit hole already, man. <laughs> you already just, know. I feel like I've put this on air before, you yeah. know, with Tamara Morrison saying that they're going back a little bit. Bring bring Daniel Logan back. I don't see why not. I, bring I him lo- back. Come on. You know, he didn't. He only got that one time really to shine, and then of course he did voice work for Clone Wars. But you yeah. know, I, it's just one of those. He's one of those people who like. I feel like the kids, like the children who played characters in the prequels, really get overlooked a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jake Jake Lloyd specifically. Daniel Logan's a close second, and then you know the only time we talk about children in episode three is when, you know, Anakin goes to, you know, do sure. some dark deeds. Sure. Oh, 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 oh. Who's Anakin's best little friend in episode one. You're the Phantom Menace genius. Come on. Oh, now. his name. I actually watched Phantom Menace this past weekend. Yeah. And his name is Kickster. Kickster. That's right. That's Kickster, right. Yeah. And he is so funny. You know, we talk about the little Comtech readers every now and then that came with those episode one figures, mm-hmm. but um, on Anakin's Comtech reader, he goes wizards, but in the movie, he never says not one time does Anakin ever say wizard in, yeah. in the movie, but Kickster does. He goes, this is so wizard. Yes, he does, Andy. man. And I love that line too. I, 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 mean, I thought it was cool when I was a kid and yeah. I, you know, my kindergarten class, I tried to get it catching on and it didn't, didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hey, but they're, yeah, the, so they're, that's the, they're the losers for not letting that come on. You are right? correct. You are correct. <laughs> All right. But anyway, you know, you are kind of alluding to maybe this next question that I that we have here in our notes is, you know, you're saying that we want to see Tamara Morrison being, you know, the main front and center guy. Obviously, he's going to be he is Boba Fett. But I don't know. So the question that we had here to tee up and to talk about was how big of a role, speaking of Fennec Shan, how big of a role do we expect to see from her in this show? And for me, honestly, I'm thinking pretty high to where I think that she should be front and center as part of the promotional material. That's why maybe I thought for sure this recording was for that day. Uh, So what are you thinking, though, DJ? That's a good question, and it's something that when I read this in our show notes, I, I wasn't 100% sure how to answer it. Mm-hmm. I will go ahead and say, I say I right now I'm thinking it's kind of like, let's just say hypothetically the show's six episodes long. Mm-hmm. Let's just go ahead and say, I don't know how, it could be more, I really don't know yet. I, um, I want to say the reports indicate eight still. I yeah, think that's from that okay. collider thing. Right, so let's go with eight, all right? A lot of people are throwing around eight. Let's throw out eight there again. I will say she's in four episodes total. So I'm Mm. thinking half the time. Now the trailer is coming in less than a month, you know? So, I mean, when we get that trailer, I bet we're going to see, we're definitely going to see Fennec Shand in the trailer. That's, that's for sure. I think. Um, Yes. So if we don't, I'll be surprised, but at the same time, you know, I'm saying her time in this show and I'm going with, you know, 50% of the time because well, we're, we're been told we're going back in time. We're getting flashbacks. Mm-hmm, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem, you know, if we're going to get flashbacks, Fennec Shand ain't going to be there the whole time. Hmm. That's my guess. You know, that's kind of well, maybe part of their flashback sequencing here mm-hmm. is to discover us as the audience discover how Boba and Fennec yeah. came, came across each other, unless that's a plot point that they want to answer in the bad batch, which is certainly possible with that second yeah. season coming. And I, I don't know which one I would prefer. Uh, whatever the creators feel is most necessary, I'll roll with. Yeah, I think. But I'm it, not 100 percent sure. That's just well, something that I'm thinking about, though. As as yeah. as to how she could be more heavily involved is there's a perfect way to incorporate. Okay, let's go. Let's use that flashback plot point device uh, sure. to tell this story and to flesh out. Okay, how do they work so smoothly together already? By the time that we see them in the Mandalorian season two, can you say that one more time? I, I was just I, saying, I, like, I zoned out. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Like, going over here, flashing back. I think showing that in that flashback sequence could give right. us seeing how they work so well together in season yeah. two of The Mandalorian by the time that we see them together for the first yeah. time. Yeah, I think that you're onto something there for sure, especially when you brought up Bad Batch. You know, I, I um, 
I really think they would prefer to introduce that in Bad Batch. Yeah. It's kind of my thinking. But that doesn't mean we can't play around with that time period in live action. I mean, good example is any flashback we saw of Din Djarin in The Mandalorian during the Clone Wars. Mm. That's a highly, you know, everybody knows that's animation territory. So within the animation of Clone Wars, there exists a story where a young boy was taken by the Death Watch mm-hmm. and flown off to become the Mandalorian as we know him. Yeah. So just it does it's a hop, skip, and a jump away to say, hey, um, here's Fennec Shan meeting Boba Fett in Bad Batch. Also over here in this live action story, here's you a flashback. I think you could very easily do a best of both worlds. Okay. And and since all of it's canon and it's all supposed to, you know, line up perfectly, mm-hmm. I don't see why they can't do that. And that's just me. You know, someone else may have a different opinion. That's fine. But that's just kind of where I'm at on it right now. It's right. like what I'm kind of just waiting on that trailer. Yeah. Until, I can't really say anything until I get that trailer. <laughs> same, same. Well, to kind of book in this for me, at least, I'll give my final prediction as far as this promotional material goes. I think it's going to be Disney Plus Day at the tail end of the Boba Fett special that they are releasing on that day. And she's going to pop up and talk about, Hey, something we've been working on the book of Boba Fett. Tamara Morrison's going to come in say something. It's going to flash back to her. She'll say something. And they'll both say, here's your first look at the book of Boba Fett trailer, uh, teaser, uh, first look, whatever that maybe that's just my bold statement, bold prediction of the week right there. I don't think okay. it's that. I think it's a pretty fair statement, if I'm being honest. Okay. And hey, I'm I, for it because I would love I think, that. <laughs> I would prefer Tim Morrison and and um, Kathy Kennedy to walk out together. Fair but, enough. Fair enough. But at the same time, you know, I get that it makes more way more sense to have Ming Na come out with him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, you let us know if you're watching live on the playback or listening on our podcast platform. Comment in the chat. Uh, or reach out to us on Discord and, and tell us what you think of Phoenix Shan and Ming-Na Wen shooting this promotional material, and when do you think that we will see this? All right, DJ, what's next on our news piece? Yeah, we've got uh, a great article coming out of, uh, well, I'm not, not really sure where it came from. To be, uh, Empire. 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 There you go. I just lost it. I found it. We're back. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to get his name right. I tried to pronounce it out loud before we went live tonight. Okay. Uh, I believe it is Kumail Nanjiani. Perfect. All right, here we go. And he's he's in um, Eternals, right? He'll be in Eternals. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So we've got, he's going to be collecting a fat check soon. But recently he spoke with Empire regarding his role in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series, which of course we're all just waiting on pins and needles to get to. But regarding his specific character, he tells this story about his agents giving him a call and basically says, hey, my not just one agent but multiple agents called and he basically said they only do that if it's good news or really really bad news and i'm paraphrasing of course but he says no 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 no. this is kind of or this was agents said they're like hey no they want to give you whoever they is they want you to play a part in obi-wan and and then they follow that up with apparently it's substantial first of all i mean i i don't want to go down speculation train just yet but that blows me away, just that one word, substantial. So then he goes on to say he talked to Deborah Chow. When they had a great conversation, he says, and the character sounded awesome. So we, so far, we got substantial and awesome, which always fun combos of vocabulary words there. And he goes, I was so excited about this character. We haven't seen this exact thing in Star Wars yet. Again, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. Uh, this is, he said, this is like a new version of a type of Star Wars character we've um we've seen before so he's saying uh-huh. it's similar to something we've seen in the past and then he went on to say that she was uh trying to sell me on it and he follows it up with i was gonna do it before the conversation even started <laughs> which is a trend when people are asked to do star wars when george lucas approached liam neeson about doing phantom menace liam neeson mm-hmm. jumped in like that so yeah it's yeah. not that surprising he was just immediately on board um but anyway with all that being said what are some predictions on what this new version of this character that he's playing could be. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, he throws me off because earlier in the quote, he says something exciting, something that star Wars hasn't seen yet. But then the next sentence, he talks about how it's a new version of something that we have seen before. So I don't know what to think. I think my 
initial prediction, and it's kind of based on a later quote that he says, uh, could be a bounty hunter, maybe. I don't know. That's just my initial thought. That's my initial thought whenever I saw the these quotes that he sure. shared. Well, my initial thought was I didn't I don't know why Bounty Hunter didn't cross my mind. You know, we've been hearing a lot about the bad guys in this series. We've been hearing a lot about Vader, potential inquisitors showing up, which I'm I'm at this point, I'm convinced we're seeing inquisitors. There's no way we don't. Yeah. Um, it's kind of where I'm at. So <laughs> but I won't be disappointed if there aren't any. I just want to throw that out there. I, I'm just saying, yeah, it's a chance we'll see them. And so me, I'm thinking maybe he's like an Imperial officer. Um, Typically, mm. what you see in Star Wars is a white male playing a uh, imperial officer, and I would mm -hmm. like to think that when the age that we're in now, especially after the various you know multicultural uh, cast that was in the sequel trilogy, I'd like to think that we're going to try to break down those walls a little bit. Maybe he would do that. So I'm guessing. Mm. Here's just a bold guess means absolutely nothing based on nothing. I think this guy is an Imperial officer who will defect and will team up with a Jedi. That hmm. being Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's just some crazy speculation though. You know, that it is that and it it's is a little, it's a little bit of something we have seen and a little bit of something we haven't seen. We've never uh, seen, we've seen defectors, you know, Bodhi from rogue one, sure. but we never saw a defector outside of rebels, you know, team up with a Jedi. Yeah, And I think that we could probably play into that a little bit. It's in that time period where Rebels is really kind of heavy. So okay. I expect to see some connections there as well. I think that'd be a good way to play with it. Okay. No, that I like that. I like that bold little speculation yeah, prediction yeah, it, there. there. Uh, let me go ahead and just kind of sum up maybe the rest of his quotes. We won't read them directly, but really the big takeaways uh, that he said, one of the next things he was talking about regarding working with Ewan McGregor, he was saying that it was, it was basically just really cool because he had always heard how nice Ewan was and they were having this conversation and then they start shooting and he feels intimidated because he's speaking with Obi-Wan. But in reality, and this is a direct quote, my character is supposed to be a little intimidated by him. And I was already a little bit intimidated. So that right there makes me, you know, think more of, OK, if his character is supposed to be intimidated, then what's going on here? And then the last thing that, that really led me to the, the bounty hunter idea, maybe, okay. was just like this cool little moment where he says the only thing that was real in the whole room was the desk I was sitting at whenever they were shooting his scenes or scene, I don't know how many it was, in the volume. Uh, so I, I just, for some reason, mentally imagined him kick back at a desk, bounty hunter flipping a coin or something, like looking all cool off in the corner. That's just the mental image just that came to my the, mind. The Maybe that's why I've, been, why I've been stuck to the, <laughs> this whole bounty hunter idea. Uh, but I, those are kind of the bigger, yeah. big quotes that were pulled out of all of these different sure. things that he was saying uh, to Empire. But does any of that add anything else to your speculation or does it think, verify your speculation i think it helps the speculation okay because, because he's intimidated think about you know uh moff gideon and mandalorian knowing luke skywalker's on the other side of that door he's, yeah he's scared you know out of his wits and so if he's if he's as scared as that you know I'm, and i mean um I, i'm trying to remember his name kumail if kumail's kind mm. of the same way i can totally see uh, him kind of playing off of okay, Giancarlo Esposito did this in Mandalorian. Mm. It really not that hard to see a connection where an Imperial officer uh, is behind a desk and he's mm. in the same room as a Jedi. Um, you know, we've seen Obi Wan try to spring the trap, if you will, quoting Episode Three. Yeah, it very easily could be Obi Wan sneaking around some Star Destroyers, like we saw in Episode Four with him sneaking around the Death Star. I mean. That would be I cool. Anything is it's so crazy because anything is possible right now. Yeah. We're still in that stage where we know nothing. And so right. for me, it's just hoping that, you know, we get something similar to that would be, mm -hmm. I think, really, really fun and really cool. Yeah. And it certainly feels like he's playing a brand new character that we have not heard of before. Yeah. Uh, unless it's pulled deep from a comic or a novel that I'm just unfamiliar yeah. with. 
Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, all cool things, though, it's cool to speculate on these little small Always. tidbit quotes uh, and kind of try to formulate some idea of what we're going to see in Obi-Wan Kenobi. But I do know one thing that we're going to see in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that's going to be a pretty cool epic rematch uh, between man. Anakin slash Vader and Obi-Wan. And, and I can't wait to see it. But oh, man. You tell us what you think of all that. Are, are we being crazy? Is our speculation too crazy? I don't think so. I think it's healthy speculation. We're having fun. We're having fun. You got to have fun with speculation right now oh, as we're in that lull period. But anyway, let's get to the next news piece. This one, uh, probably the biggest news yes. piece of the week by far. We're here. We're Mando talk. We're back. The Mandalorian. That's that's the prime of this show. I can't wait to talk about this news piece. And it is this Carl Weathers, the man himself, took to Twitter to explain or to just say that he would begin working on The Mandalorian season three. And he tweeted this on Tuesday that he would start Wednesday. So yesterday, yesterday, Carl Weathers was shooting, working on The Mandalorian season three. In his Twitter post, it said the following Mandalorian season number three begins for yours truly on tomorrow. Grief Cargo will be back on Disney Plus. Hashtag be peace. First of all, that hashtag, he's been using it like for a few years yeah. or not, maybe not a few years. I, I mean, I remember seeing it. Shameless plug here. I remember seeing it one time when he tweeted at Mando Talk. Hey, shout out. Let's go. Um, but I love that hashtag. I love that he he uses that in all yeah. of his tweets. Love the dude, honestly. I, I've really come to enjoy Carl Weathers being a part of yeah. the Star Wars uh, franchise. Yeah. But when you saw this announcement, DJ, how did it make you feel? It made my heart happy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, as a kid that grew up watching Rocky, you know, I've seen Apollo Creed die so many times because sure. I wa I've watched it and I love the Creed movies. I've talked about that on Geekverse reactions, but you know, knowing that he's back again, like, gosh, it's just a film legend. He's just, he's to me, he's Hollywood royalty. Yeah. And I'm slightly borrowing a quote from uh, the force awakens. There you but, go. Lor Santeca, right? Lor Santeca. I'm actually wearing Princess Leia tonight. There you go. Um, I, I will rep Princess Leia. She's absolutely being repped. Anyway, all that to say, Carl Weathers, man, coming back. And yeah, that be peace hashtag is, I think, very necessary, especially yes, in, it is. in the Twitter sphere. Yeah. Um, I, th I love it. I just um, give me yeah. more Carl Weathers. I hope he's directing this one. Yeah, well, and I've been reading more articles ever since, you know, he went to Twitter to say all of this. People have been saying that it's pretty much confirmed that he is directing, but I haven't really seen that. So yeah. maybe somebody knows something that the masses don't, yeah, but maybe. I think he deserves it because the first episode that he directed last season was phenomenal. So I think he deserves to be back in that uh, director's chair. But one thing I do want to address as far as how it made me feel this finally is our concrete evidence that this season three is actually in production. We've obviously heard like rumors and reports. I know off the top of my dome, I know Bespin Bulletin has been talking about how the Mandalorian season three has been shooting for a while, but this is straight from not, not necessarily the mouth, but straight from the fingers of one of the cast crew members uh, yeah, that uh, this thing's in production. So it's undeniable at this point. It's, it's in action. It's going to happen. And I think with it being sh shot right now here in October, this all but confirms, in my opinion, unless something crazy happens in production that halts production or something like that, uh, I think this confirms that we will probably see it at the end of next year. Uh, like we normally do see these Mandoverse uh, type of shows, which seems like they're going to be sticking to. Yeah, I have to agree with that because we we are been getting Mandalorian in the fall and, and now it's coming a little later. I'm betting that going forward, they're going to try to stick to the December release uh, of these shows, which makes sense. I mean, kick off the new year with some good Star Wars content. Yeah. And that makes me real excited and i think i've said this before but I, i've talked to my cousin a lot about about this kind of stuff and he always tells me that he feels like star wars is now synonymous with christmas mm. and so like he expects star wars at christmas yeah and and i think that's really been the case since the force awakens and i was at a point one point where i was like I, I don't want star wars at christmas i want it in may i want a summer blockbuster but like i mm. love it at christmas time it's it's a good time it makes me just have all the good happy 
jolly feels, yeah. if you will. Well, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I mean, yeah. I think it's gonna be great. Well, and to add to that, it I mean, what it's been since 2015 now that we've gotten new Star Wars every holiday season, right? Pretty much, yeah. I don't I think don't... I don't think they've missed one. Did we because miss, after no, we missed it last year? Yeah, so yeah. I think it's come to the point where every time, like, because everybody in my family knows me as the Star Wars guy. Sure. So, you know, yeah. we have these holiday get togethers and guess what I get to talk about with all my family members? Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. So it's great. It, the timing of it is, is beautiful. So I, I do love that. And I hope they do continue to stick to that. But one thing that I, of course, you know, we just did it in the previous news piece and the previous one and all the other news pieces before. Yeah. We're going to speculate right now. The Mandalorian sure. is yeah. shooting. That means the story is unfolding somewhere. People out there know what happens. Season three, I wanted to talk about what our Crazy. current headspace or where our current headspace yeah. is at. And for me personally, I really do think we are getting Mandalore content this go around. That is where I'm planting my flag currently until we see something that pushes me off of that Uh take what do you think to that <laughs> is it a is it a mandalorian flag that you're planting just a full-on just yes it's got, the, it's got the whole is it the helmet or is it the the skull well it, the it's the skull with the headphones on it like our mando talk oh, logo. Fair, <laughs> fair enough um i will say i have zero expectations okay i uh i, I think that's healthy that's probably smart it's, it's not that i don't want expectations i just don't know what to think we mm -hmm. i'm still of the opinion that they didn't ever plan a season three that it was just supposed mm -hmm. to end a season two and that'd be it yeah i mean you don't end you don't just bring in luke skywalker it's kind of always been my thinking i mean how are they going to top that you know Unless the Mandalorian pod races, they're not topping it. I'm just going to be honest. You know, I got, I got no expectations. I mean, you know in what? my opinion, I know. you know what? Season three Mandalorian, Din Djarin, pod race. Boom. You heard it you heard here it. first. You, you heard, heard it here, here. first. <laughs> you know, I was going to say a hot take here, maybe. Maybe this needs to be saved for our fair I'll, enough segment, segment save it, honestly. Save it, save it, uh, save it. But it, it does have something to do with what I would prefer to see in the Mandalorian moving okay. forward. Save that. Save <laughs> okay. That. So there's our tea. Stick around for our new segment yeah, called Fair around. Enough, which by the way, we've gotten like tons of love as far as that Fair yeah, Enough segment goes, man. We've been getting like hashtag Fair Enough messages and comments. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's always a good time when you're just throwing out hashtag Fair Enough. Any, yeah 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 anyway do you have any other like current headspace things you want to talk about with the mandalorian i hope his helmet's shiny still i <laughs> I, I got nothing i don't know <laughs> well we do know that he, his helmet will remain on in reference back to last week's fair enough segment Gosh. from dj uh because i do think a news analyst or wh whoever released a video today of pedro today on yeah. the set of The Last of Us. So he ain't there shooting The Mandalorian right now. It's it's so annoying. But <laughs> but to get back on the positive train, yeah. Uh, Bespin Bulletin has been talking about and been reporting that Pedro gets a break with The Last of Us in December, January, and February, or somewhere in that ballpark. And he's or Bespin Bulletin's reporting that Pedro is probably going to come in to shoot the things that they need him to shoot for season three of The Mandalorian. So we're probably yeah. going to get helmet off uh, content because I have a feeling that with this season, with how busy Pedro's schedule is, that's probably the only time you'll see him as The Mandalorian is whenever his helmet's off. And I can tell that DJ's getting frustrated. So we need to move I'm just away. Trying from to this hold, topic. I'm just holding my let's, tongue this time. Let's, let's get away. Yeah. Let's get away. And let's go to our next news segment. Yeah, the reason why I'm wearing this Rise of Skywalker tee, I always like to talk, wear this t shirt whenever we get to talk about sequel discussions and, and dj is going to lead the way on this one. yeah we what need to got? we need to shift gears here and get me yes, back on do. a happy note and i am <laughs> of the opinion that the sequels are just they're great i you know you don't like them so what get over it i like the sequels but yeah um and i, I will i'll die on that hill march of the resistance by john williams if you don't listen to that and get a little excited something's wrong with mm -hmm. you but speaking of the resistance one of its key members leaders i'll go with leader daisy leader. ridley aka leader. race skywalker daisy ridley has been staying very busy uh as an actress here in this post pandemic and mid pandemic 
world by lending her voice to audio dramas. And recently she sat down with uh, Grizia, which is a UK-based magazine and website known for beauty style and just kind of some celebrity-based col- columns. Um, and she's discussing just her uh, this upcoming audio drama thriller called Zoetrope, which I find interesting because um, George Lucas is once a member of a production company called American Zoetrope. So I thought that was kind of like a, hey, it's not really a connection, but it's just kind of neat. So anyway, working on this new thriller called Zoetrope. And in this article, she's asked about what she's been up to, um, her other projects she's been a part of in the last year or so. And then kind of toward the end of the article, which if you have a chance, go over there and check it out. It's really good. Um, She was asked about whether or not it was weird leaving Star Wars behind in 2019 when The Rise of Skywalker was just kind of over with. The press tour was done. The movie was done. And you know, kind of for now, it seems like, hey, there's not going to be any Ray Skywalker for a little bit. So she's asked about that. And this is a direct quote, exactly what she said. And I'm going to skip over a few bits. But it basically, she said, I spent a lot of time crying. I really felt like I was grieving something. And depending on which side of the aisle you're on, we were all grieving something there. Um, but we all, she even goes on to say that she keeps in touch with certain members. And she says, we all keep in touch. She goes on to talk about John Boyega for a second. But then the interesting tidbit is she says, I went for breakfast with Kathy Kennedy the other day, which was so nice. So I'm going to stop there and and we'll read the second, the next part of that quote. And let's just discuss that for a second, because that is insanely worth noting. Like, and the, the tinfoils hats, you know, go on the head and you start thinking, what are they talking about? Like, you don't Mm -hmm. just go get breakfast with Kathy Kennedy, you know, and, and that would that would be anybody. I mean, if if um, I'm going to throw out a very very random, if Timothy Chalamet had breakfast with Kathy Kennedy, the world would explode. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so it's just one of those things that when you hear someone having breakfast with the president of a major production company, your your eyebrows kind of do you know one of these go up <laughs> and down. So, Caleb, let's just kind of stop right there and let's just mm-hmm. talk about what on earth they could have possibly talked about and maybe what did they have for breakfast oh i don't know what they had had for breakfast <laughs> i'll leave that i'll leave that little eggs. answer eggs probably Bacon. uh avocado toast mm. avocado toast Daisy is... looks like an avocado toast kind of person <laughs> hey I, I love me some avocado toast don't get me wrong now uh, but anyway I'll, I'll pass i'll pass <laughs> anyway uh this conversation yeah. I think we had this discussion on Discord this morning, actually. We did. In my opinion, Kathy Kennedy is doing her job and her role as the president of Lucasfilm with this having breakfast with Daisy Ridley. She is getting her on deck or prepared or keeping it just in her ear, a little whisper in, in the ear that your character is eventually going to be coming back. We're going to keep this relationship going. So I 1000%, I don't see this hap- like having anything to do with anything coming out soon, but it's keeping that friendship, that, that connection that they've made close to where whenever they're ready to flick that switch of bringing Ray Ray Skywalker back, uh, they'll be prepared to do that thing. Well, I'm I'm of a different opinion. Okay. I, I, I think it's coming a lot sooner than we realize. And that kind of goes into the next quote from Daisy. She said, Jody Comer and I text all the time. Now, some of you may be hearing that name for the first time. I certainly heard that name for the first time today. Uh, Jodie Comer is the actress who played none other than Ray Palpatine's mother. So in that flashback scene in Rise of Skywalker, Daisy's not in that scene. Mm -hmm. Why on earth would they text back and forth? It just kind of seems to me like a weird out of left field kind of deal. And Caleb, do you have any like thoughts on why on earth or how Daisy and Jody are just texting. Well, I was going to try to look up her current like movies and TV like resume and see if maybe there were some crossover events at some point wherever they work together. But other than episode nine, other than episode nine, I really think that that's it. 
Well, even so, then, you know, that that still kind of begs that question. Does this mean that Daisy's kind of in talks to return as Ray in the future, which you're you're kind of of the opinion, no, it's later on. I'm kind of like five to ten years. Oh, yeah, I, I'm thinking ten years. I'm going less, five. I mean, okay. the next five. Okay. Because Ray, I mean, I, I'm having a daughter, and my wife was out in California, went to downtown mm-hmm. Disney, and checked out the Star Wars Trading Post uh, store there near near Disneyland. And she mm-hmm. bought a Ray doll, like for our daughter. And if they want to keep making Ray stuff and make it relevant to little girls who love Star Wars, right? Hopefully, hopefully my child's one of those. Um, it'll it makes sense to bring her back in the next five years. Is kind of where I'm thinking, you know. Well, see, I think a uh, my mental state is what you you would you would guess that 10 to 12 year olds are really the audience that fell in love with like that that was their generation of star wars yeah they were 10 to 12 whenever the sequels were coming out yeah so give them 10 years when they're full adult they'll be doing their adults and they have kids of their own that they want to pass star wars on to that's when you bring ray back in my opinion that way it's just cycling over and to over me, and over. I get what you're saying. Just to mm-hmm. me, her and John Boyega are like gold, the golden goose right now. You know, why chop off the head to get all the eggs out of the goose when you can just bring the goose back, you know? Um, I love the, love the analogy. Well, that's, that's what it is. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. a nur- it's literally a nursery rhyme being played out in front of us. And I, I think that the things like her getting together and texting Jodie Comer and then also having, you know, breakfast with, Kathy Kennedy. And then also let's not forget that last week we reported on these new books, the novels that are coming out and not- mm. notably star Wars shadow of the Sith, a story that focuses on Lando and Luke trying to find Ochi of Bestoon. Ray's parents names. Both of them are suspected to be released in that upcoming novel. So mm. it's very possible that, you know, that was the conversation Jody and, and Daisy had, they were just like, Hey, I found out what my character's name actually is. Yeah, that's true. They could I have mean, been having that chat. But at the same time, to me, there's a lot more to talk about there than just that. I'm just being, I mean, yeah. why that just seems like a weird thing to say, oh, I text Jody all the time. You never even had a scene with her. Well, okay. Well, here's another flip side of the coin, though. Maybe they shot scenes together and they, they were left on the cutting room then floor. where's that footage? Well, they're I never going to release it. <laughs> they should, man. You want know how awesome that would be to see that? I mean, I just, I would, I'm not even that big of a Ray fan. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. just over here with Ray posters on the wall. It's First of all, it'd be creepy because I'm a grown man and I'm married. But secondly, like, I, I just still think this would be something worth seeing. I want to know more about Ray Skywalker. Shoot, I want to know more about Ray Palpatine. Yeah, you know, I do I too. I want to know about that stuff. I mean, it'd be cool. And I certainly do think regardless, the character is eventually coming back. I still feel like I still personally fall on the later end. I think it's it, we're a ways away from it only because they have so many projects going on right now. I mean, they got to establish Rogue Squadron. They got to establish okay. Taika Waititi's film, which is still what, 2025? Like 2023 that. is Rogue Squadron and 2025 is yeah. uh, Taika Waititi. So and we know me, that I don't think Ray or Daisy are, are going to be involved cl- with either of those. Let me clarify that then. I mean that she's the the breakfast was not like hey you're coming back in five years it's five years from now let's start talking about this again Mm. i i don't want to say we get ray in five years on the screen what i mean is we're going to start to see like evidence of that happening a lot sooner i think than later it's kind of where what i mean when i say that yeah i don't expect to see you know any of that in taika's film i don't expect to see you know, anything like that and Rogue Squadron, you know, so not until we see more evidence. So sure. it, it kind of, again, waiting on the trailer, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I can't wait to see Ray oh, yeah. eventually. I think it is happening. Honestly, I would, I would say 80% at, at some point we see Daisy Ridley's Ray Skywalker come back in some 100%. platform, in some 100%. platform. What is there anything else? Anything else to this news piece that you want to hit on? Not particularly. I mean, okay. that was kind of all the Star Wars stuff. I, just to say, you said eighty percent, mm-hmm. dude. It's a hundred percent. Okay. 
I mean, in more ways than just the stupid Lego specials. They're not, they're <laughs> yeah. not, they're not stupid. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. I, I'm saying that very lacklusterly. What I mean is more, we're actually going to see Daisy Ridley as Ray live action mm. in something, you know? Yeah. It's got to be something. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It, it'll it'll come. I just don't want to put 100% stick to it and then it oh, never, shoot. never actually happened. But I mean, I'm with you. I get it. I get why you would say 100%. And that is a that's definitely a fair take for anybody to to make yeah. at this point, yeah. because all evidence is indicating an eventual return. But anyway, you let us know, all of you out there listening, what you think of a potential return to Ray Skywalker from Daisy Ridley. We would love to see it. Honestly, people in my circle, people that I talk to that are not online, all want to see it. So we'll see. Uh, and I can't wait because I, I do think it's coming. But anyway, let's get on to that next news piece. Uh, and it's about Star Wars Visions. So real quick, we'll hit this one uh, kind of quicker here. The Ninth Jedi, the Ninth Jedi uh, that was one of the particular episodes that I think we loved here at yeah, Mando Talk uh, from Visions. We won't necessarily go into spoilers here in case you haven't seen Visions at this point. If you haven't at this point, please go check it out because it is great Star Wars content. But the Ninth Jedi director, Kenji Kamiyama, maybe pronounced that incorrectly, but we'll see, <laughs> revealed that the story was designed as a pilot. So this Ninth Jedi story was, I guess, prepared for maybe a potential sequel or continuation of that story eventually and the direct quote from this director was i'd love to have the chance to make a full length feature out of this i feel i have a complete story in place and if you've seen the ninth jedi i 1000 percent agree uh and again to avoid spoilers i'll kind of leave it at that other than uh i would love to see it what about you dj uh first of all i think every single episode except for the final episode in visions were designed to be pilots i mm. think they all kind of fit that pilot mold um secondly yeah i think that does play into another season of visions i don't think we'll see splinter shows like we're not going to get the ninth jedi tv series i don't think that's going to happen yeah but to the credit of where he's uh, he the director uh kamiyama saying hey i want to do more with that story i don't blame him i mean mm -hmm. It was a good story and one of the better ones of all of visions. So seeing what that brought to the table, even though it, it does not fit in Canon at all, you know, like your, your lightsaber color is not going to change based on your mood. It's not a, it's not a sure. mood ring, you know, it's just not, it's not what it is. So that's okay, but it's still interesting and it's still worth diving into. Like most of these stories are um, I'd say more than half of these stories are worth diving into from Visions. So for me, Ninth Jedi, I, I would love to see a sequel to any, I think, of those episodes, even the ones I disliked, I would love to see a sequel to. But at the same time, you know, uh, it, it won't hurt my feelings if I don't get it because I'm not just like begging for it. You know, I think we deserve it. I think we need it. I'm just mm -hmm. not going to go out of my way to say, if they don't give this to me, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I didn't really have anything else to say about that other than if you're a visions lover, I think this is good news though, that these episodes were prepped essentially as pilots uh, yeah. to potentially continue that story, because I think the market is there based off of how successful the first go around with visions uh, was. All right, DJ, what's our final news piece? Well, Disney and Lucasfilm have, uh, they're launching Bring Home the Bounty, which uh, launches every Tuesday until the end of December. And I believe this is the Boba Fett um, kind of thing, right? Or am I totally missing something here? Well, it, it's getting things prepped up for Boba Fett. Right. For that's, sure. what I, that's what I meant. Um, it's the first time I've actually, in our notes today, seen the name of this. Oh, okay. And okay. I didn't realize until now it was episodic. In fact, the image that you're looking at on YouTube right now, I'm seeing it for the first time right now. Um, it's been one of those weeks for me where I've constantly been working. I haven't <laughs> yeah. stopped. So to see that, I'm looking at this, I'm seeing uh, Grogu, I'm seeing Stormtroopers, Mando, and of course, Boba. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, I think we need, we definitely need what we're getting out of this. So what to you, Caleb, stands out that could make this kind of a big deal? Yeah, well, I'm going to pull up here the the actual schedule that they released. Uh, hopefully those of you on YouTube can see that the big thing 
and I, I'll try to explain this for our podcast listeners. The big thing that is currently getting the fan base going crazy uh, is week 10. Because on the week 10 decal or image logo, whatever you want to call it, is a video game controller. Uh, so people are going crazy with week 10 thinking that it could potentially be a video game announcement. Now, I feel like it might be like a announcement based on something we already know that's coming potentially and maybe not necessarily something that's completely brand new but outside of that other than week 10 i want to say it's like the last week where it has like the high republic lightsaber hilts i don't know what's going on with that that's mace windu's hilt that's leaning up to the left that's behind it no well i don't know if it's behind or in front but it's the one that oh it's in front yeah 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 you're right that's You're right. But, Hill. but then the other hilt is High Republic, is it not? Well, I don't recognize it, so I'm going to go because yes. I think it's one of those that folds out and it, then it becomes like like a sword looking cross. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. outside of that, you know, we've got Rex's helmet. We've got Mando's helmet, Bo-Katan's helmet, Ahsoka, uh, Tusken Raider. Uh, all kinds of different things, really cool things that I, I think will more so have something to do with like toys and merch and things of that nature and not necessarily anything like content related. So, but I love stuff like this. If I'm being gonna, completely honest, I Mando absolutely Crocs? love this. You're going to get those Mando Crocs. Are there Mandalorian Crocs? If you go to that page on Star Wars's website and go click on bring home the bounty on their news page, it'll take you uh-huh. right to it. Week one is already highlighted green. If you click right. on it, it says shop the collection. If you click yeah. to the right, there's a it's a it's a pair of Mandalorian Crocs. Are they fresh? Pretty fresh, actually, <laughs> as far as Crocs go. They even dude, have gym, I mean I love some Crocs, man. I love I've some Crocs. I've never owned a pair of Crocs. Dude, they are oh. the best. Croc Nation, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but we've also got a new K2SO variant pop coming out with that. And okay. I think this is part of Lucasfilm's 50th anniversary stuff they're doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is going to be some good stuff, I think, that'll come down leading up to Christmas even. Yeah. Well, so, if you're a big-time collector, yeah. this this kind of thing is for you. Uh, there's going to be tons, of, like I said, tons of merch, tons of toys, tons of collectibles, all fun things. And, again, the big thing underlying all of this is that they're trying to hype up the Book of Boa Fett eventually. I mean, the image, everything. It, it doesn't uh, even need to be hyped. Right, right. <laughs> but, but that's kind of what it's heading to. It's wanting you to make sure that you're focused in on Star Wars come the holiday season. And it seems like they're going to be bringing – some great things but we'll see week 10 i think is the big one that people are talking about right now just because just because of that controller icon but we will see i don't really think there's much else to speculate with that other than i think it's great when they do stuff like that because it keeps not only me interested because i like looking at that stuff but it keeps the kids going as well as far as getting their hands on that next Forget the uh, kids. I'll trample the kids to get some of this stuff. <laughs> there you go. Cool looking. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, listen, it's time for our, our new segment, man. Hit it. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's hit it. Let Yeah, let's not waste time. Let's do it. I like it. Fairness. What's the situation, Captain? That's right. It is time for our fair enough uh, segment where we talk about our hot takes of the week as far as star wars go but you you can get involved with the star wars hot takes here on hashtag fair enough and here's how you do it option number one in mando talks discord send us your hot take and use that hashtag fair enough so we know to read it on this segment option number two you can send a tweet to at mando talk type out your hot take and use that hashtag fair enough at the end of that take and we'll know again to use it during this segment uh only thing that i will add to that it can be anything star wars related films television shows comics or novels i guess since i teased it earlier in the episode it kind of just came to me, you know, we were we were talking beforehand before the episode, before we started recording. We were like, OK, we'll see about our hot takes for this week. Mm-hmm. We had some like in our back pocket. You know, I had a couple 
in mind. I think you had something in mind. Uh, yeah, one uh, thing, yeah. But we were talking about, you know, let's see if something comes up during this episode for our fair enough segment. And I kind of thought of something there as we Look were talking out. about as we were talking about the Mandalorian season two. You had alluded to how can you top Luke Skywalker, right? I did say that. Okay. Well, the thing that came to my mind that I guess would be a hot take for people, maybe outside of me, honestly, <laughs> uh, with the Mandalorian moving forward, give me Din Djarin and the Darksaber over Luke Skywalker content. I don't need to see uh, Luke pop up okay. again. I just want to see uh, Dark Saber action and the reclaim of Mandalore. If, if you're banking on Luke Skywalker showing up, I'm not in that camp. I don't need to see it. I don't necessarily even want to see it because I feel like what we got was so beautiful. I don't know if that's a hot take. I feel like a lot of people out there want to see as much of Luke as possible. But I've shared before, I'm one of those that likes the mystique, the mysteriousness or the rarity of such an incredible event like that, that Luke yeah. Skywalker showing up at that end of, end of the season. Uh, so in my book, in my opinion, my fair enough take this week, give me Din Djarin, Mandalore, Darksaber content, and I don't need Luke Skywalker anymore. That's my hot take. That's my hot take. Fair enough. <laughs> All and right. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I really think that that truly is a fair statement. And okay, we, sweet. <laughs> we talked. We talked about this when we broke down the Disney Gallery episode that focused on Luke Skywalker's return and Mark Hamill and mm -hmm, all mm -hmm. that. And we they talked a whole lot about the technology that brought back a younger Luke Skywalker and everything that went into that was just absolutely incredible. I mean, for a behind the scenes guy like me, Oh, I ate that up. I need to rewatch it honestly. Cause it was that good, but I could listen to that thing like a podcast, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you, I think you're onto something because of the, the way they used the technology. Let's use that sparingly. Mm. You know, we saw it with Peter Cushing as grandma Tarkin We've seen it with Luke Skywalker. We've seen it with Leia in Rise of Skywalker, which I love the scene in which they, they use that footage from Return of the Jedi for, for that training sequence. It's just absolutely beautiful. I'm pretty sure I cried the first time I saw it, and uh, I have no problem admitting I cried. I saw Rise of Skywalker four times in theaters. I cried three out of those four times watching that movie. Yeah, I got it, pretty emotional watching it, Rise of Skywalker it, it, myself. Hit me, in, <laughs> hit me in the gut. And I think as I've proven here on yeah. Mando Talk, I could be a pretty emotional guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, me too. The, well, it's all, I mean, that's just fair enough, you know. But <laughs> yeah. at the same time, I agree with you. I, I think, you know what, Din Djarin, okay. Darksaber, you know, and, and our, our, I remember when you sent me the thumbnail for the video this morning, and I thought, okay, are we going to talk about Bo-Katan? <laughs> and and then i remembered no there was no bokatan news why would we talk about bokatan right right but right. now that we're talking about the dark saber i would love to see some bokatan versus mando stuff yeah just kind of like this this like let's just go ahead and turn bokatan back to clone wars era and just mm -hmm. make her mean and just mm -hmm. like let her and mando just have it out over that thing and i i don't know how that would i don't want to even begin to speculate how that fight would go but I do think that Darksaber content on Mandalore, mm -hmm. maybe some, mo some, some motifs of Darth Maul kind of focused in there. I think you're on to something with that. I think that would be pretty Incredible. freaking cool. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. Well, man, you make me, you make me even more justified with that. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> that, might be, that might be the best. That might be the best ever, fair enough. All right. Uh, to, well, to there date, you go. There you date, go. You know, there's only been, there's about to be, here comes four. I'll give you mine. Okay. And it's, it's not the hottest of takes, you know, last week, just to go, you throw dude, back. Dude, last week, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I People's made, ears are probably still burning after I, that one. <laughs> I made myself mad. You know, I was like all over the place, but I won't be as hot um, today because I got to kick it back to, a, a different age of star wars an age of star wars in which it was one of those periods of time where we were all if you were there for it we're kind of like what's going on with star wars like what are they doing hmm. and that would be 1997 okay the 1997 star wars special editions are good and i'm tired of pretending they're not the the holiday the, special no 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 the 1997 star wars special oh, edition 
Oh, 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 I'm following I, now. I'm yeah, good with you. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Of, <laughs> I'm tired of pretending they weren't good. Okay. I, I every I feel like every now and then I'll get on Twitter or I'll see something on YouTube or you know, Facebook. It doesn't matter. I'll see someone mm-hmm. say, oh, those 1997 Star Wars special editions were trash. Okay. And yeah, they'll go on and on about Lucas never should have changed anything. You screw mm-hmm. you, George Lucas. You ruined my childhood. And I'm just like, I'm tired of pretending like that was bad and Uh here's why i this last week i was looking at the extras menu on a new hope and if you've never looked at the extras menu on star wars movies and you're listening or watching you need to because there's a lot of golden content on there but there is a documentary on there that is called anatomy of a dewback and it's about 25 minutes long and it's incredible it's a great documentary on really how they were trying to animate the dewback to put it into the special editions of a new hope and eventually get out there on VHS. And they actually went out into the Arizona desert and reshot or not even reshot added new scenes for that sequence to fill it out. And I'm sitting there watching this thing and I'm thinking, how did anybody hate this? Mm-hmm. Like, why are people upset at the sequels and uh, not the sequels? I'm sorry, the special edition. And I'm thinking these were great. And another thing for me is that was the first exposure to Star Wars for me. The 1997 special editions were my dad bought the VHS box set, which um, I still have. I'm, yep, pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I stole them from my parents' house. Same. But um, <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. <laughs> But, you know, I, go, I haven't watched those in such a long time that I think I might need to fire up the VHS player and rewatch them, which I still own a VHS player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important as Star Wars fans to own a VHS player. I think so, too. I think but, so. But um, all that to say, I, I just I don't like hearing that hate. And, and a lot of people say, well, the special editions and this is a fact one way. It doesn't matter how you look at it one way or the other. The special editions were the road to the prequels. And then when people hate on the prequels, the first thing they would have hated on in that 90s era and then early 2000s era of Star Wars would have been the special editions. And I'm just sick of people talking. Like, that's my hot take. Like, it may not okay. be that hot, but I just don't like pretending that the special editions are bad. And, right. and it makes for fun content to kind of go back and see what was changed. In my mm-hmm. opinion, I think it's fantastic. And yeah. you know, Lucas held on to all of these different film negatives and these film canisters he has and he even remembered setting up shots for a new hope and that was you know that's been 20 years ago now and then even then it was 20 years before that so i I just think we need to stop hating on the special editions and appreciate the fact that they are there because it introduced a whole new generation to star wars uh as george lucas had envisioned it when he was making it and i think that that's something that we need to as fans kind of just come together and be like they weren't that bad, all right? That's not yeah. a big deal. Like, if you're still on that soapbox of the Star Wars special editions are bad, whether it's the DVD, the Blu-ray, whatever, just stop. <laughs> just stop because it's it's like it's some of the best Star Wars content that exists, in my opinion. Sure. So, there you go. Fair, Fair enough. enough. <laughs> there it is. There it is. A lot no, less, I, I lot like less heavy. Last week, yeah. I gave you just a fat T-bone steak of a hot take. Today... It's just some soup. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. some it's good some soup. Good, good soup. Good soup. <laughs> all right. Well, that that's our fair enough segment. So let's cue up that beautiful music again. Fair enough. What's the situation, Captain? All right. So like we've said two weeks in a row now loving that fair enough segment and we want you to be a part of it so do those two options that i mentioned at the top of this segment again tweet at us or message us on discord and just use that hashtag fair enough and we would love to get your star wars hot takes premiered and featured on the show that is our show for this week though we are so appreciative of you uh sticking around hanging out with us talking star wars with us listening to us On whatever platform you decide to listen to, it does not matter. We appreciate all of you all the same. And I can't wait to continue to cover Star Wars with you here on Mando Talk. And again, thank you so much. I do want to update our listeners, though. There is a potential, a possibility 
that next week we might have to take off. Uh, there is some moving having to go around in the Keller household. Uh, so we're having to, you know, adjust and get some technology things worked out. So we'll see if we'll be able to have a show next week. But nonetheless, if you happen to see Mando Talk not show up next week, don't freak out. We'll be coming back as soon as possible. I wanted to make sure that our listeners, you know, that stick around all the way to the end knew that information. No, no one's ever really gone. Dude, that is beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Well, DJ, I appreciate you being here yet again another week. Uh, anything you would like to say to our lovely, beautiful audience? Not a whole lot. I will say that if you've never had chicken fried steak, you should try to figure out how to make some chicken fried steak. I had that for lunch today with my, uh-huh. with my friend Parker, as I mentioned, and it was delicious. I just some gravy. Okay. White gravy. Okay. Okay. And some chicken fried steak, some French fries, and some steamed carrots. Oh, that's a there good go. home cooking meal right there. And you've never had chicken fried. This this is just what's on my mind here in the evening. I, sure. And when I'm when I have nothing going on, I'm just thinking about chicken fried steak. I'm just gonna be real honest. So I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, if you've never had chicken fried steak, figure out how to get a hold of it. It's good stuff. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. And as always, we have spoken.